Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app and answer a few questions. With Angie, you can book instantly at an upfront price or request and compare quotes from multiple pros so you can find the best price for your project. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hello, everybody! Welcome. They waited to clap until the lights came on. I know. By the way, we were sitting back here in almost complete silence just listening to the new Radicals. We couldn't really see anyone on the other side of the, the curtain, but... Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how people at their shows listen to them, too, in complete silence, <laughs> because they hey, are not good. You, you don't say that. He's going to come kick your asses. Both, all, both, all of my asses. All of your asses. Every ass you have. Uh, Kevin Smith is here in his own theater. How are you, everybody? I like this. I was just saying before we pulled the curtain and had the awkward chit chat, <laughs> pre show chit chat. This is uh, it's nice. I feel like a guest. You are. You are. Because like, I literally, I don't know, did you get the tweet? I direct tweeted you. I was just like, I got nothing. You yeah. Better be prepared. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm doing like eight podcasts a day. I got nothing left for this. And he was like, we got it. We're yeah, the we're fine. We, we yeah. always show up completely unprepared and somehow manage to pull it out. So uh, until we're gonna be... tonight, until tonight, when we fuck it all up. As uh, you guys can see, we set up the table for weight displacement. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be doing a series of scientific the, experiments. It's uh, a perfectly uh, balanced flume ride. It is. This is like everybody, the guy in the back getting real wet, yeah. and he's going to enjoy it's himself. This is just going to end with us eating Chris. Okay, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Out. Up top. Whoa! Uh, I would love to... This, this is the kind of service that makes you want to grease up with cooking oil and then just slide... Uh, slide or all around. Pile cocaine really in a high. nude fashion. Yeah. It's reflective, so you can see your beautiful self as you snort cocaine and yeah. become more beautiful. I guess. <laughs> That's right. yeah. And then you turn into a flower, well, like the myth of it's dark, it's dark enough that the nosebleed won't show up that bad. It's not. It'll be fine. That's like that's why everything in the '80s was black because people were doing so much coke they were just bleeding on shit. And they're like, "Well, let's just make the toilets black and cover the shit up." Like if you go to the comedy store, everything there is it's black and devilish. All the toilets are black. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't like mirrored objects. If when I did, I did cocaine sometimes uh, back a while back. <laughs> back in the a while back. A, a while back, I tried it a bunch of times and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the word I hated. I was like, I remember I got excited. I was like, Oh, we're gonna do it on glass, like they do in the movies, uh, where you know you don't like the people doing it. And then like every time I did it, I was just like, like you look horrible. If you like look down at a mirror, you just have eight chins. 
And just it makes you want to do like, more. It's like the, it's you like want to do more cocaine so you don't see that horrible fat face. It's like no. the FaceTime camera on the iPhone. That's it's the just worst. Like, no way. No. There's no way to do it. By the way, I don't know if every character who did coke in the movies was were unlikable because I always assumed that Ferris Bueller was like outside of when he would duck out of frame. He like life moves pretty fast. <laughs> Sometimes you got to stop and take a look. Why like do you I, think he was so popular with everybody? He fucking had Every, the bag. And that's why Rooney was trying to find him. Yep. Rooney needed some cocaine that day. He is a scary looking and motherfucker you, when now. When you're doing drugs, don't you tempt yourself further and tempt fate in an effort to get caught like a kind of a sissy sister or something like that where you're like, <laughs> I'm doing so much drugs I want to get caught. That's the only reason to explain why in that movie he suddenly makes out with his girlfriend in front of the principal. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? He wants that's to get caught. That's a dead giveaway move. It's just yes. like, but he feel, he's so coke-fueled. He's like, I can do this. That's exactly <laughs> what's going on. He fucking steals his friend's car and puts that yeah. Peter Sellers hat on yeah. and goes to the yeah. high school. And he wears he's, an overcoat to yes. hide his erection. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> there is a whole other layer to this yeah. movie. Even, we, when, like, even when everything's at a loss at the end and Cameron's pissed off, he's like, no, it's cool, man. We can, we can do it. We can fix this. We can make it better, man. Everything's Dude, okay. Uh, no one. And only somebody who's done a lot of coke is like, Put it in reverse. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm going to hop up on that parade float. Yeah. Like, that is... I'm invincible. Yeah. It's like the guy's like, you know what? You know what? Chicago. We're going to Chicago. We're going to Chicago right now. We're going to go to a Cubs game. And yeah. then we're going to get pizza. And then it's going to be great. Everybody, everybody, lean on the window like this. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? Like, Just for you, Ferris. Yeah. Can we'll we go? Do you see that painting? Working. Do you fucking see that painting, man? <laughs> no. Get inside that painting. Get in the dots, <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking but, Abe Froman, Sausage King of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Cameron is just on lewds. That's what Cameron's, Cameron's just ba- banged out on lewds. That's a whole other layer to that movie for and me. And Jeannie, whole time, she's just trying to do an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> I want to save Ferris. Yeah. That's why it's written save on that. That's actually, what if that's it? What if when she meets Charlie Sheen in the, in the police station, <laughs> that's actually Ferris in some weird metaphysical way? Of like, he's it's not like, even there. She's, yeah, she, that's him. And she's like, Ferris, yes, if you don't straighten like up, you're going to become yes. fucking Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen is the inside of Ferris's head. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. they're never in the room at the same Charlie time. Charlie Sheen yeah. is the Tyler Durden of Ferris. Bueller. But he doesn't exist. That's how she sees her brother as Chuck Sheen. So that's why she wants to fuck him. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> but wait, if it's she's all becoming clear. If, yeah. she, if she's having visions, that means she's doing barbiturates or something. So is she well, trying she's to clearly the whole family's on something? It's on something yeah, yeah, or other. Yeah. yeah. Who sees a mannequin sleeping is like, that's my son. That's my son right now. Clearly, I've never heard him snore this way, but clearly that snore sound. Well, you know, you get a deviated septum from doing a lot of blow. That's, that's, why, the, that's why. It's the unspoken the snoring. The secret of the Buellers. Yeah, that's all the Coke people have to wear the Breathe Right strip so they can open up their passageways. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't Sam Jackson have a hole in his nose from a bunch of Coke? I don't know about that, but I, I did he hear a rumor that... Uh, I did hear a rumor that... Uh, um, Stevie Nicks had to have coke blown into her asshole because her nose was so destroyed from doing cocaine. That but she... it was just that one time I did it. <laughs> did she really she tried need... it a bunch of did times? Did she really need an excuse? <laughs> yeah, really? She's yeah. just like, how famous am I? Blow it in my ass. <laughs> well, that's different. <laughs> All right, let's watch TV. <laughs> that's just, the, that's just a, every day. Every that's day. how the gypsies do it. She's always yeah. asking people, how famous am I? <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Am I blowing coke in my asshole famous? My, my yeah. favorite, as a kid, my favorite coke guy was John from Die Hard. The guy that just goes for it. Oh, yeah, it. you mean the guy yeah, who tries yeah. to negotiate with Hans? Nakatomi. 
Yeah. Ellis, Ellis, is that his name? Yeah, Ellis. Yeah, yeah. The guy's like, come on, John. John Boy. <laughs> We're businessmen. He made Coke look fun. He did. He really he did, until that bullet in his head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's crazy that away. that happens when you do too much Coke. A bullet <laughs> goes into your head. He just had too much confidence. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Ferris Bueller had enough confidence to get on a parade float. That dude's like, I'll negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Everyone knows you cannot negotiate with Professor Snape. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, I do have to make a quick. I want to make a quick announcement that uh, we're doing Nerdist Podcast Live at SF Sketchfest, January twenty eighth. Our guest will be Zach Galifianakis. Uh, so that will be in a couple weeks. And we have Unless a party bus leaving is- right after the show. You guys can all get out right on it. We're going to San Francisco three weeks early, really slowly <laughs> through North Carolina. Uh, so that, and then I have to apologize to a person because we did a. We did a stand-up comedy. We did an all-stand-up show of the podcast last uh, in December uh, uh, at Meltdown, and I called it "Comedians You Should Know," because in my mind, these people who were my friends were not necessarily young comedians. They were been doing comedy for a while, but they're just comedians. I felt like people should know, so I named it that. And then I got an email from a guy in Chicago, a very polite email that said, "Hey, I've been doing a show called Comedians You Should Know for two years. Here's the proof. Here's our URL." And Ooh. so then, of course, I, got, I was like, I didn't see... I, mean, I don't know if this translated in the email, uh, but I <laughs> put a lot of dots and dashes to... to a lot of half words. Stuttering, yeah. Ellipses. Spelled out ellipses. I spelled ellipses. And so I apologized to him and said, look, this really sucks because they're putting out an album of their Comedians You Should Know show. So I just wanted to say there is a Comedians You Should Know show. We're going to call our next one something different. Would you have to pay for that album? Yes. Oh, because our podcast is free. Oh, come on, man. Don't. (laughs) Why why be contentious? What? Why be contentious all of a sudden? (laughs) Matt's cranky because he uh, found out he has a herniated disc. It's great, guys. (laughs) It's better than we thought you were going to lose your leg before that. (laughs) Thought I'd lose it like Zsa Gabor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what? She fucking had her leg cut off. It's a fact. I think two days after might be too soon. <laughs> I think two days after, maybe a little bit of separation. Her leg from her body. Yes. <laughs> well played. There's your separation. Well, well played. Did you guys <laughs> the feel distance of her foot from her torso. Did you guys feel old when they started hacking off pieces of Zsa Zsa Gabor? Right? <laughs> I did. I felt in some weird way like I hadn't thought about that woman in 20 fucking years. I've been building my own fucking career, you know? Like trying to get on my own game shows and shit like that. <laughs> and then one day suddenly they're like, hey man, they're taking Zsa Zsa's leg. And I had to, taking it. I had to stop. <laughs> I had to sit down and be like, wow, where's that put? me <laughs> that puts you closer to the grave if they're hacking up Jaja that means I imagine I'm even closer to the grave I imagine you in a room not unlike this and someone throws a map in front of you of Jaja they've taken her leg Kevin <laughs> <laughs> it just rolls out and unfurls and I'm like which one <laughs> they're like her favorite I'm like god damn it Mr. McLean. The Hollywood Starwhackers are at it again. (laughs) We have Zsa's leg, Mr. (laughs) McLean. What Uh, do they do with the leg afterwards? uh, They put it It in the Planet Hollywood. Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Right next. And then they put a lampshade on top. They put a lampshade. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a major award. Yeah, right, right next. Oh, that, that's the leather jacket from Last Action Hero. It's Zsa Zsa Gabor's lamp leg. It's a gangrenous leg. 
Yes. Belonged to somebody whose sister was on TV. It's <laughs> 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 like really, it's like what is her big fucking claim to fame? There were there were a group of people. You nailed the, it. That was it. That was, her sister was <laughs> no. the one that was on Green Acres. I'm sure her whole life people were like, "Oh, are you on Green Acres?" She's like, no, darling, that's the other one. No, but her name's Jaja. That's pretty crazy, right? That's it, right? And she slapped that cop. That she was later, though, in her 70s, like, though. Well, I'm just saying. Things but she I think, be famous you know, <laughs> she, she should be born, allowed to do that. She got the name. Seven years later, slapped a cop. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how, that's the how they'll map out her life. <laughs> when her manager mapped that career out for her, she's like, this isn't going to work. He's like, trust me. It's a seven-year plan. Brought, they brought the map to Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think... You, they took it. I just imagine, I just imagine the doctor being like Rob Hubel, and then after they amputated, he pulls it up and goes, "Looks like we're on the last leg of your career." And then uh, they high five. <laughs> do, you think, do you think that would happen? And she's uh, like, "Dalek, no, <laughs> no, please." I didn't know this was a, too was soon, <laughs> Dalek. Too soon. Is she just Jagabor now? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I. I had one of those because, as we all know, Ja is leg in Hungarian. <laughs> <laughs> Her name was Leg Leg Gabor. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be right to continue to no, refer to No, now her. she is just leg. It would leg be erroneous Gabor. to. <laughs> I I had one of those. Come Leg Leg, we leave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Dalek. We <laughs> I had, I had one of those those weird age moments yesterday because I was having dinner with someone that I used to work with at MTV years ago, and we were talking about Kurt Loder. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, Kurt Loder! I feel like he was older than all of us when when I was on the channel in the mid '90s." I'm like, oh, "I'm gonna look him up on IMDb." Do, 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 do. Oh yeah, it looks like he's 55. Oh wait, he was born in 1945. Kurt Loder is 65 years old. Holy wow. shit! And that that melted our brains for a good Why, five felt, minutes. Because now he's always felt he was young and vital or something. I well, always thought he was the dead soul of MTV. Yeah. His his name <laughs> like he was sounds like, like the old walking tree of yeah. MTV. There's you know, no, carrying hobbits around. I don't think he was ever. Come young. with me, Chris. <laughs> I know the way. <laughs> he never seemed current to me. Never seemed yeah. to have his finger on a pulse. Two Tupac Shakur was yeah, shot they'd today. They have him review mu- movies. Yeah. And was it's not like even a young movie. guy's name. You can't see a little kid and go, "Oh, look, it's Kurt Loder." Yeah, you know, there's no way. That's I, a name for a young kid who shits timeless. his pants. <laughs> Kurt Loder. <laughs> hey, way to go, Kurt Loder. Leave me alone. <laughs> I got a problem. <laughs> I think <laughs> I I just didn't. I just I, thinking of him as a 65 year old gentleman. Like he's in my parents' age range. Yeah, and that that kind of freaks me out. He always occurred to me as an old man. Yeah. So now probably occurs to me as like a zavumbi, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a real hardcore nerd joke, man. I, I got two out of the three. That was pretty sweet. Do you still play D and Do you play D and D still? I've never played D. You haven't played D. No, but they did zavumbi in the comics and literature as kids. So I never, I was never exposed to it to D and D. Recently, we did a D and D podcast. That was uh, predicated on everyone, with the exception of one person, never having played D and D, and it was called Crimson Mystical Mages, and it was funny. But we took some shit from D and D enthusiasts who were just like, "You're just mocking the sport." <laughs> That's how they would say it, dude. That's how they would say it. That overarticulated arrogance, yeah. that nerd. No, arrogance. dude, sport is what stopped yeah. me. Sport. <laughs> it's like, very existent. This counts now. <laughs> I can. All right, if poker's a sport. This is a sport. It is. It is. It is the perfect blend of fantasy and statistical mathematics. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I still played as recently as a couple of years ago. How I really, was it? It was, it was great because we had a good DM. 
And I was in a group Dungeon of, Master. Uh, uh, they master. know what a DM yeah. is. They could be like direct I start message. The, direct I message. start the day with a good DM. A yes. good DM? <laughs> uh, Jonah had a DM in your Smodcastle already when we first got it's here. It's a tiny bathroom you got back there, it man. Is. <laughs> it's tough for the large man I, to swing his legs wide to wipe. I didn't know how I was going to find room to wipe. I just didn't yeah. like I had physically. To, so I didn't. I had to pee. I came so out, I didn't, yeah. He, I, I had to pee, and he's like, don't go in yet. I'm like, I really got to pee. And it didn't smell that bad. Good job. <laughs> it was better than I thought it would be. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> really? No, it was bad. I was when you say don't go you're, in there, you're expecting you're an apocalypse. for a holocaust yes, of shit on the like, walls. <laughs> just his name <laughs> written 666. Just, how, just how, faces, you know like you know like in Scrooge when death opens his robe and there's all those faces yeah. inside yeah. like it's that I somehow thing. splattered swastikas and <laughs> pentagrams I was like it's like, what'd you do? I, I had a bad burrito earlier. I'm sorry. I just I don't know what came over me. Is this not cool? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't. That's what it, we do. You guys Every, are gonna be all weird about the yeah. swastika made of shit. Whatever. That's Everything aside, you gotta admit it's really impressive, no matter what it is. <laughs> you know how you know how you know how when you eat asparagus and you get that uh, uh, swastika pentagram shit. <laughs> no, I think that might just be you. You get fluorescent green shit if you eat crap and crunch. Oops, all berries. It's a fact. Fact. Little little tip for you. I thought out there. I was I thought I was really fucked up, and my friend bought a box, and we were at Target, and then the next day I'm mentioning it to him. He's like, "Me too," and we're like uh, both excited not to be dying. There's a reason they call oh. it oops. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh well, the, it, they finally put a warning. I'm just gonna touch you. Please do. They finally put a warning on Pepto Bismol because it it gives you black stool, which is. An that's impending my f- sign of death. It's my if, favorite if, metal band. My favorite metal band, Blackstool. Black <laughs> they're, they're from Nor- Norway. If you have Blackstool, horrible things are happening to you internally. So if you, if you, uh, if you poo and then and that comes out... and then you Wait, s- did you just say poo? Well, <laughs> maybe I did. Maybe well, I you did. were literally going like she's named Ja. I think, <laughs> okay. I think you've earned the right to say shit in this house, I, son. I, 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 like to mix up, I like to mix up really awful things with really, with with really benign words. Like, like, like I'll say to my girlfriend, like, hey, that girl's got a nice pussy and gams, you know? <laughs> <laughs> she, thinks, she thinks the juxtaposition of those. She's like, who would use the word pussy next to the word gams? Yeah. Suck my balls in wiener. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My cock and poo hole. <laughs> um, uh, what were we talking about? Black shit? Yeah, <laughs> green, so, shit. Oh. green shit. Whew. You gotta get back on track on that one. <laughs> Almost went off the rails. That's a pretty big mistake, though, for Captain Crunch to let that go down. It's all berries? Remember the Oops All Berries conversation? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all remember where we were yeah. in, in life when that conversation happened. Right here. Right here. Uh, so, yeah, so just so you know, Pepto Bismol gives you black poops. Uh, <laughs> uh, pretzel MMs also give you green shits as well. Pretzel MMs? Yeah, yeah. This is the, I guess they have a blue and a green combo in there that when that goes through the system, at least of a fat man, I've never seen a thin person's poo. <laughs> if you will. Um, but having seen a fat man shit, it comes out fucking green. It is the one of the alarming, like, oh, this is yeah, it. Yeah, that's not I'm in normal. my 40s. This is it. <laughs> death has come by way of my colon. And then you realize you just, you well, ate a one pound bag of pretzel m ms So your time came even before you started eating. <laughs> you, should, you should just look at the bag. Hey, my time is, this is it. It's this not is going to clinch it. For really, for really thin, wispy people, it, the shit is sort of like, when uh, Dumbledore pulls a memory out of you. Uh, the pensive. The pensive, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just this wispy, 
Ah, there's actually a wand that you have to, an assistance wand. And then we all go picking through your toilet for memories. That's right. Oh, here's when he ate the pretzel m and I mean, that's not vital information. He had a lot of fun last night. <laughs> I, uh, I was in Vegas for CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. Uh, nothing really, no. Now, were you there? Did you go? <laughs> you were reading about it. There wasn't. There wasn't any. There weren't any new uh, incredible technologies. 3D uh, TV. Oh god damn it! When are they gonna? You work in movies. Why don't they stop doing the 3D thing? It doesn't. It's not right. This, I believe this is the only version of 3D entertainment I believe in. I agree. We're in th- three dimensions right here. Some yeah. of us eight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The 3D thing doesn't make sense to me. That's always occurred to me as like, Malibu Stacy has a new hat. Right. You know? It's like, what's the big deal? They just found a way to charge more for something that's, that's less is. easy to look at than the old version. Well, I'm just glad that consumers are not buying 3D television sets because most of them are saying, I just bought an HD TV. Why am I going to go buy a 3D that I have to buy goggles for? Essentially, if you buy a 3D TV, it's like buying the Sega Saturn. No. <laughs> No, I'm gonna say it's it's like buying it's like buying a Virtual Boy. Oh shit! It's like buying uh, a Virtual yeah, Boy. Fair enough. Or yeah. like I did a Panasonic 3DO. <laughs> <laughs> Only a few people know that mistake. <laughs> that sadness. Jonah, what was Jonah's your excuse? Always back At in least the I had horse. Virtual Fighter to drag me. In. I know. I know. It was it was a better choice. <laughs> it wasn't Sega CD though. That was that was a bad. There was like I wanted the thirty two X. You would just plug it into the top of your yeah, Sega. That's and... the first version you could play of yeah, Virtua yeah, Fighter yeah. and Virtua Cop. Sega Saturn and Virtua Cop. Virtua Cop. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't go for that. I was like, that's low rent. The Sega Saturn is going to redefine everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, failure in the video yes. game industry. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what took them out. I think. Pretty right? much, right? Yeah. Now they're making Sonic. That's when they. Me. That's when they laid off Sonic. They're like, sorry, you got to go. And there's just the, the theme music from Stripes plays as Sonic walks away out of the Sega building. <laughs> and that's when he joined the army and they had that... I that prefer bit. to think of the Incredible Hulk music when Bixie's dun, walking away. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, God, that, that music used to tear me in half when I was a kid and he would walk that's away. the soundtrack of my life. Yes. Every time I'd leave school like, bye, everybody. <laughs> Why is Kevin hitchhiking home again? Why is he so sad? Ah, he was in a lab accident. He's a monster he inside. Get, what life does he have? <laughs> Uh, no, it's more that he has green shits. He doesn't turn green. <laughs> yeah. This motherfucker could eat a bag of pretzel M&M's like you read about. <laughs> he's he's not eats, the Hulk, but he's got Hulk-like shit. he eats pretzel M&M's, it's gray shit. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, nothing really, nothing really exciting and new at CES, but they do have, uh, they have printable... What is it exactly? The Consumer Electronics Show. It's where um, 100,000 Asians and a few white people go to... Uh, oh. <laughs> We are describing oh, casinos right now. No, Go ahead. No, Chris. Okay, to be fair, Chris. it is in Vegas. It's held in Vegas. Tell them what happens pretty much simultaneously in Vegas. The Adult Entertainment Expo, AEE. So you oh, have okay. brilliant counter-programming. Yeah, because, yeah. because you could all day, you can just play a game where you, you just can guess who's at which convention. Like CES, AEE, AEE, CES. Like you, It's very clear who's at which convention. Yeah, but they're, all there, like, to, they're all there to work, Chris. They're, they're all there to get there the working. hustle. It was I mean, like on Christmas actually, when A&E aired the Intervention Marathon. <laughs> You're like, it's Christmas. What are you going to watch? Christmas story? No, intervention. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's got a sweet heroin addiction. <laughs> He's not going to kick it either. Sorry, guys. Merry it's the Christmas. ideal setup for both of those conventions, though, because even at home, I play games. I can only do it for so long before I want to jerk off. Exactly. <laughs> so the, the convention's the same way. I can go look at shit, but there's only going to be a certain amount of time before I'm like, I want to jerk off. And that's yeah, and that's, and that's where AEE comes fodder, in. Yeah, and that's where AEE comes in. It is really a... <clears throat> 
it's apparently gotten a lot smaller than it used to be. But it's it's more <laughs> it's more fetish stuff now, and so you know there's a booth of girls with corpses, where there's a whole magazine devoted to girls with corp like fake corpses, but just dudes. Oh, who like to never go. mind then. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah, really? Oh, <laughs> oh, you want to, like the weirdest mashup was one called Lil Orphan Gapers. What? Yeah. So it's wait, like wait, wait, Little Orphan Gapers. That's like play gapers, of, like like sounds nothing like Annie. And no, Ugh. like girls with gaping giant vaginas. Which, oh, gapers, gapers. But it's so weird to me because that means that someone's like, yeah, I like gapers, but I don't want to know they got biological parents. Who they, you know, like <laughs> I don't. It's it's a they weird, that's life. important to everybody because you don't want to think that they have parents. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that way, otherwise you can't jerk off if you're like, oh, this is hot. Wait a second. Uh, she had a ninth birthday once. Damn it. That's when you really <laughs> jerk yes, off. Totally. Yeah. So if yes. they're right up front, they're like, these bitches are orphans. <laughs> Come on their faces. Yeah. No one's ever going to care. <laughs> they were born of the spooge of a sad man. They, just <laughs> they learned to fuck like clones or robots. <laughs> she was adopted by a billionaire. <laughs> you got to fuck them now because when they go back to the orphanage, this floor has got to shine like the top of the Chrysler building. <laughs> The hard knock life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard cock life. Yes, oh. that's what it would be. Well done. Um, so no, which I'm not going to take that one. <laughs> but but there were so many booths. Like I passed one booth where I couldn't look at the video. I just there was this weird Doppler effect. It was just all farting sounds. <laughs> So it's a lot of weird fetish stuff. Was it the Gaper booth? Because I don't think it was the Gaper make booth. The sound. No, that wouldn't, they they wouldn't be a fart noise. An excuse. <laughs> no, but that, the Gaper is one Brazilian fart porn. It could yeah. be Brazilian Gap, fart Gap, porn. Gaper is one and have fart noise. It would just be like, <laughs> <laughs> like Vader. Yeah. You always think you're about to Vader. fight Vader while you're watching it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that bitch got Vader pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I. Grab your lightsaber, kids. Vader's here. <laughs> she's got she's got that Vader pussy. What do you mean? When she takes off her underwear, it's disgusting. <laughs> no, no. She's got that Vader pussy. What do you mean? It's my father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> that is fun. I that's saw Randy snaps. West. That's I like the new snaps. Your mom's got that Vader pussy. What does that mean? <laughs> you let it die. I don't know. <laughs> you figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there is good in you. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> that was for you guys. Him humping the table was for you. Now everyone else will just wonder what was going on when he said that. Yeah, those poor sons of bitches who couldn't come out to Smod Castle in Los Angeles on a Wednesday night. Yeah. <laughs> I saw porn legend uh, Randy West, uh, who is about Kurt Loder's age. You don't know Randy West? No. He was one of the premier 80s porn stars. He had like this insane... Blondish hair, right? Yeah, like a, like mullet, like, yeah. a, like, a, like a primped mullet. Yeah. And uh, he just, you know, he was just one of the... He looked like he would have belonged comfortably on the set of L.A. Law. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, he, it, it might have been Corbin Berenson. I think, it could have been. <laughs> I think Randy was Corbin's porn name. You've never seen the two of them in the same room together. No in fact, and the one guy from porn could talk about Major League all day long. <laughs> <laughs> it was, in fact, it was, it was Randy in Major League 4, the, the Back to the yeah. Minors. Or that was, that was three. Did they do a Major League 4? <laughs> that was a, no, I guess they got yeah. the three. And then, I think it was, was, was right? Back to the triple A's. That's yeah, they keep on. Back to the Minors with Scott Bakula. Yeah, <laughs> you know they made a they they made a uh, Simpsons porn parody. Did you see that? No. 
Yeah, they like. I that. haven't seen it. I've seen that it exists. Have you? Yeah, seen I saw the trailer. Film? It's a, everyone's yellow, uh, sure. painted yellow. They don't yeah. have jaundice. Uh, <laughs> that's a different <laughs> fetish. <laughs> but Every, yeah, it's like everyone's uh, going through liver failure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so hot. <laughs> oh man, I love that fucking jaundice porn. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Yeah, when people's organs start failing, that's when you got to get in there and fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> fuck some color back into them, would you? <laughs> Hey, uh, before you sew up Jaja's stump. <laughs> <laughs> Just made me think of David Cronenberg's crash. Yeah, I remember that. Where, where he, where, where, not uh, to be confused with the Academy Award winning not, crash. Way not to be about, confused. Yeah, Someone, it was about I'm hope surprised. and shit. The other crash was about fucking accident victims. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was people who, who got in car crashes and fucked each other, and there's a scene... Uh, in the un, in the un, uh, in the unrated version, where James Spader fucks Rosanna Arquette's leg wound, oh. she has she has this leg wound all the way up the back of her leg from being in all of her sexy car crashes, and uh, and he fucks her her leg wound. I don't so, blame so him. Someone should make a little mashup trailer of both crash movies. That'd be good. And then yeah. we'll set it to Dave Matthews' Crash Into Me. Yes, <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm the king of the castle, <laughs> or whatever the lyrics are. I used to no, have, used right. to have that uh, the uh, uh, Don Cheadle's monologue from uh, Crash memorized. I used to because uh, I was working at the ArcLight, and that trailer played for about six months before the movie came out, and it was just the worst fucking monologue. I had Don Cheadle's Buck Super Cool Stereo Stores fucking stuck in my head, like the whole thing, and I would just say it constantly to people, and they found it annoying. Much like you find this uninteresting. <laughs> I don't no. think I don't think that's possible. No, no, no. I'm bummed. I don't have any Don Cheadle lore. <laughs> Do you? I had lunch with him once. Nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're just memorizing and stuff in theaters, and you're hanging out with the real Don Cheadle. He was. I don't think he wasn't the real Don Cheadle then. It was after uh, what was that movie? <laughs> What was that movie he did where he was uh, uh, Devil in a Blue Dress? He had done that. He hadn't really quite done anything else yet. Oh, that, that was, so, yeah. that was pre-Hotel Rwanda? That's how, much, I, yes. that's how I deciphered the Cheadle career. Exactly, yeah. The pre Cheadle. and post-Hotel Rwanda. Oh, that's Rwanda. how I measure time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. It was that's in right, a pre-Hotel Rwanda world. Could be before Christ and they are. That's after on the Mayan, Rwanda. That's on the Mayan <laughs> calendar. Yeah. Hotel Rwanda <laughs> and then 2012. Yeah. <laughs> and then the birds drop out of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't need an explanation. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got so mad because I made the dumbest uh, when when all the birds in Arkansas fell out mm-hmm. of the sky. I instantly was on, and I was unhappy with my joke. But my joke was, "Hey, a bunch of blackbirds uh, died midair in Arkansas. Even the sky there is racist." And uh, <laughs> the, but the best part was all the people that wrote to me defending Arkansas. Like you're an idiot, while you are. So. <laughs> But uh, but then someone else had an even better joke than mine that was like, and underneath the pigs, underneath the birds were little green pigs with stolen eggs. And I'm like, God damn it, that ah, was the joke. Yes. That was the joke. I missed it. It was right there. I was playing Angry Birds and I missed the joke. <laughs> are you are you are you into any iPad games? I played uh, Plants vs Zombies. Great game. A phenomenal game, and I took it all the way to the. I finished the adventure. Yep. Um, and then finished the challenges, and then did the mini games as well. And I, it was the first game that I've taken all the way to the credits in a long, long time. And it felt there was a sense of accomplishment that I haven't felt since like fucking Clerks, to be honest. <laughs> I got to reach that far back. And uh, 
I, I, I can't recommend it more, you know, to anybody enough. It's just if you want to know what it felt like to make clerks play, <laughs> play and finish Plants vs. Zombies. It's the same thing. I hope that, I hope that, the, I hope, I think, because I think PopCap's the game company that made that, and I hope they, in, in, a, in another update, just put a sequence from Clerks at the end after the yeah. credits. So if you win the game and watch the credits, have that part where Dante gets killed. He's revealed as the guy that began it all <laughs> yeah, yeah. by raising him from the dead. Plants versus zombies. Oh my god, that would be incredible. I just watched the. I, I had a, a couple hours to kill the other night, so I watched the original Matrix again, which I haven't seen in a few years. Amazing great fucking play. movie. I, I, and what's fun to it's fun to watch it and try to imagine myself seeing it for the first time and just how floored I was because I remember when the trailer for Matrix hit the theaters, uh, everyone laughed at it in the beginning because it starts it starts with uh, Keanu going whoa, and then everyone in the theater was like, "Ha ha! What's yeah, this dumb yeah, piece yeah. of shit movie?" And then. Uh, <laughs> And then all of a sudden, there was all sorts of crazy, like him jumping in the building and the dodging the bullets, and, and everyone in the theater was like, no, fucking whoa, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's right, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I remember seeing that trailer, and the first thing I thought was, this looks like Dark City, yeah. and nobody went to see Dark City, so nobody's going to see this. I loved it, too, but Keeper. I was just like, nobody's going to see it, nobody will see this. And then when the movie came out, my wife, who never wants to go to the movies, was like, can we go see this Matrix movie? And I was like, why? And she's like, have you seen anything? I said, I saw like a TV spot. It made it look like Dark City. She said, you should go. We go sit down, watch the movie, and it bends your fucking mind. It's a fantastic film. One of the great fucking movies of the last 25 years. One of the five greatest, let's mm-hmm. say. And Innovative then, as fuck. And you know? then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> That's why, like when you talk about it, I went back and watched The Matrix, and it, watching The Matrix is like remembering an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and you're just sitting there going, oh my God, we did this and we did this. But then you eventually have to hit the memory. She let three of your friends come in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and they were good friends. That's, that's when Morpheus cuts that escalated half of the sword. <laughs> and that's Matrix 2 and 3. Two it's and like, three. I can't revisit the first one without eventually coming to the pain that comes with those memories. But yes. do you think other, other sequels have an effect? Like, you know, everyone loves Jaws and still loves Jaws. No one thinks about Jaws 2 or Jaws 3D. They just go, oh, Jaws is great. Mm. But, like, you can't say, oh, I like The Matrix without people going, well, yeah, but the other two. They make you explain the other two. I'm like, I didn't make them. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the first one. Yeah. You know? I wish I'd made the first one, man. Could you imagine? I would have retired on that shit. I would have I got I tried set, to retire I on Clerks. I would have definitely retired on The Matrix. I'd be like, I'm done. I would have had so much money, I was like, I want to be a girl now. Yes. <laughs> you make a movie that fucking powerful, you're like, yeah. I can do anything. Yeah. Chop. And that's exactly... Yeah. Fillet my penis, make it a vagina. <laughs> Please, I have me. Matrix money. <laughs> oh, shit, you got that Matrix money? Yep. <laughs> Give me some of that Vader pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I want one of them Rosanna Arquette leg pussies. Yeah. Leg pussies? You got that Vader pussy. You come around eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they call it Vader pussy? Because she's got a cape on it. <laughs> <laughs> and when you pull back the mask, it just looks all burned. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let's let that one roll. <laughs> and she had two of her children taken away. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, 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 the touching uh, angle, too. The completely uh, non-sexy <laughs> angle. And there was some heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> and she was in service to a, a, a bitter, domineering male. I, the, the, the Emperor Palpatine, like, they totally... 
he started doing that voice like pretty early on. And what the, when he was bad? Yeah, he was the dude that really didn't know how to bury the lead. I mean, he was. In ter- <laughs> if you're going to be evil, be more subtle. Don't be like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Once you do that voice, everybody's like, I think he's up to no good. <laughs> no, it's just where he's from. <laughs> Young Skywalker's coming over. We're going to go trick or treating. <laughs> like he seems like a crazy. <laughs> Come, young boy, take this gold shilling and buy a goose. <laughs> Tis Christmas Day. <laughs> you want this Sunday, don't you? Well, here you go. I. <laughs> I. You know, one of the things that I really enjoyed. Uh, of yours lately is the uh, you've been doing some really awesome like nerd motivational stuff on your on your blog unintentional but it's been <laughs> I don't want I don't want to motivate anybody because then you're motivating competition you know what I'm saying if you're like hey you can do it too and then they do it and then they do it better than you you're out of a fucking job yeah, well. <laughs> I just I, I I think it's I I I read a couple of the posts and and I like the I like the style of it the uh, oh someone sends out a tweet so you post the tweet and then you and then you answer it but it it really was very simple straightforward and like no you just got to get off your ass and do it and when you know when people tell you you suck you just fucking tell them to fuck off and do it anyway like it, that it, what's that c- nice about it is you got live experience on your side so you can back it up you know what I'm saying it's one thing it's always tough. When you're taking advice from people throughout your life that you like, A, don't believe in, B, don't want to listen to, particularly because usually the advice people give you is like, don't do it. Mm-hmm. It'll ruin you. You know, stay back. Beware. It's always that kind of shit. So it's always nice to hear from somebody who's done it and who's, I've succeeded. I've fucking failed equally in, on, on both sides and shit. So it's nice to hear from somebody who's done that especially if they're telling you that it is possible. Because at the end of the day, I can always roll it back to like, I swear to you, you may not have known me 20 years ago, but I knew me. This wasn't likely. You know, this, <laughs> this didn't just happen. It, it wouldn't have just happened. It wasn't manifest. I had to kind of work for it. But if you're a fucking brainless chimp like myself, you can still work for and find something, carve something out of your own and build an audience around it and eventually make them come to you. Like, that's the dream. The dream is that you never have to go hat in hand to anybody, not to the audience, not to somebody who's going to help you sell your, your movie, your book, your whatever the fuck it is. You just want them to come to you. And the thing I've found after nearly 20 fucking years is you keep doing your own shit, sooner or later people just start coming by. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have the c- coolest game in town and shit I've watched people rocket ahead of me and shit I've watched people rocket ahead of me and then fall out of fucking existence (laughs) and shit but I've always kept kind of just doing what I like doing over here and sooner or later people just catch up you know what I'm saying like if you it's like anything it's like fucking a garage band it's like indie rock if there is a sense of like hey what's going on over there because they see a bunch of people ring of bodies looking over at something they eventually want to come and see too mm-hmm. once you got them there then you just try your best to keep them in the ring to keep them you know as part of your audience rather than let them just drift away again and that's possible if i can do it anybody can fucking do that but you're a pretty smart guy i mean like you 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 kind of you jumped on the pod pa- the podcast bandwagon pretty early on and but you- not, not not really like i i had the term had been out there people had been doing podcasts we only started three years ago and it was only because it wasn't like let's build this as a business I just wanted to sit down and talk to Scott Mosier more mm-hmm. like the, the dude I do podcasts with and we stopped having the conversations that kind of made our relationship fun before we ever went to work together just sit around and talk inane bullshit kind of like we all do so for me I was like you know what I've heard of this concept of a podcast never heard one right I'd heard of Ricky Gervais did it and I was like what's it like 
And they're like, you have to, get to go to your computer to download it. I was like, that's too difficult. <laughs> Explain it to me. You, you lost know? me. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's a, you broke my brain. And um, somebody explained it. They're like, it's just like a radio show. It's just like whenever you listen to like a morning radio show or like an NPR show where people are talking, that's pretty much it. Like a podcast is just the radio on the internet. And once that was explained to me like that, I was like, I love talking. You know, I obviously, I like going to radio shows, like sitting around, blah, 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 in front of the mic. So I was like, oh, I can do that now? Like, I don't need permission from somebody else to do it? Then I want to give that a try. But there were so many already out there. and It was already kind of going. The difference is, I think, in the last year, we just picked it up. Like, Smodcast was three years ago. We did that for about two years with nothing else, just that show by itself. And we do it pretty much every week, but we'd get into production and drop it for a while and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And it, it remained as catch as catch can. We'll do it as long as it's not work, as long as we enjoy it. But then in the last year, when I got kicked off the fucking plane and shit, and I was like, oh, I can't, I don't want to go near an airport or whatever. I just want to drive from place to place. And I do a lot of gigs, like uh, Q&A gigs and shit on, across the country. So I rented a bus to do that because I didn't want to fly. I didn't want to go near a fucking airport. And on the bus, I was the only guy on a fucking massive tour bus, like almost famous, but the kid by himself, and as if the kid was a fat man who was me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting in the back of the bus, and I was just like, God, there's a lot of bus for one fucking dude, man. It'd be cool. Like, I could bring Mojer on the bus, and we could go do the podcast places, like go do it like on the road or something. Let me see if he wants to do it. And I asked him, he was like, let's give it a shot. So we went out and tried it for like a week and a half, just took the podcast from here to here to here. And I loved it. I loved what it did. It took the show, which I'm sure you guys have found this. You do the show behind closed doors amongst yourselves. It's a way different dynamic than when you do it in front of an audience. When I have no idea what you mean, Kevin. Yes. <laughs> See, it's like immediately you can't help. Even though we sit here and look at each other, there's the prompt of the fifth person who we just never really talk to except every once in a while we give him an aside or something like yeah. that it changes the dynamic completely and Mosier who is never like an on stage person blossomed like suddenly he became a comic you know what I'm saying like he's always been sharp and living room funny but forced to fucking think on his feet in front of people he just bought, it was great. It was watching somebody become something else, like without them cutting their dick off, a la The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he blossomed, he bloomed, or something like that. So it created a different version of the show. And then I was like, when I got home, I missed it. Like we would go and do the, the regular version at home, and it was fun, but I missed the, the version in front of the audience because it brought out something different in him, brought out something different in me. And I was like, I would love to do that all the time. Like, if we can do that on a regular basis, that's where the theater came from. I was like, if we, can, had a, if we had a place here in Los Angeles, I could just do a fucking podcast in front of people whenever I wanted. We could do it without people here. Like, let's try that out. So we opened this place. Once we opened this place, suddenly you've got an open space. You're like, all right, let's try this show. Let's try this show. Like, Jay and Son, Bob Gidol is the one I do with Jason Mewes. Mm -hmm. Fantastic show, but it was born out of Katie Morgan was supposed to do a, a show here called Having Sex with Katie Morgan the second time we were going to do it. And she had a little dog she carries around all the time, one of those teacup dogs that like is a stand-in child. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> sadly, their stand-in child ate a fig and died. Like, it, yeah, it was really bad. And she was like, you know, you lose a pet, it's always going to fucking hurt. But this was the, a kid, like her and her husband's kid. So she was like, I can't do the podcast, I'm leaving. She took off. So we had a hold of Phil, and I was like, Muse, um, let's just jump up here, and we'll do a show about you doing drugs and shit. And he was like, okay. And that <laughs> it was that fucking simple. And it, it's birthed the show. We sat down in the first episode from the jump. It's kind of riveting, because you're talking to a dude, very frankly, about 
vein popping about fucking stealing money from friends to get drugs. And you're just like, how low can he go? And the stories keep going on and, and, and they're gripping. You're just like, get out of here. This was all happening while this movie's going on. And at the same time, as we all know, even with fucking horrible drugs, there's a lighter side to it always, even with your worst of junky friends. It's like having, uh, you know, uh, uh, people have Alzheimer's. They say there's different stages. I've spoken to people, uh, a friend of mine, her father had it and said, I said, what was it like? Because that's a terrifying thing for me. And she said, the first thing is, it's really funny. Like the first stage is funny because they just forget shit. So you'll be sitting there talking to them and they just blink out. And then they'll be like, what are you doing here? When did you get here? And it's funny. Yeah. They're like the next stage, not so funny. Right. Because that happens more and more frequently. And then the dementia enters and periodically. And the rule of three is when they die. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, wait, so which stage is the best? They're like, clearly none. None. <laughs> but if you have to, it's the first stage. So the notion of, uh, why did I get on Alzheimer's? Oh my God, are you having it now? I think so. <laughs> Holy shit, it is hilarious. It's happening. It's so funny. How weird. No, we were talking about, we were talking about Muse, and you say, uh, and then Muse. Katie, and then she wasn't Yeah, he did show. so many drugs, his memory shot. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I think that's what I was you saying. Were, you, were talk, you were talking to someone, and she was, telling, she was explaining to you about, uh, about the stages of Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's uh, bad. We're just repeating the last. And that's what we're here to do, raise money for Over. Alzheimer's tonight. So let's. Uh... Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast. Uh, <laughs> we're here at this podcast. Just start the show. Over. Totally. <laughs> uh, it, it's really interesting to. Uh, I mean, I'm fascinated by this this script writing process because I don't write movie scripts. Right. And if, depending on who you ask, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you? And it, so. You seem to take you seem to take stuff in stride. You seem to take stuff. That pretty comes with twenty years' experience. Like uh, five, year five, I didn't take it in stride. But year you, but five, I would write screeds on the internet, dude. There's so much I've written. Aside from the movies, the comics, anything you've ever seen me write, there's also volumes upon volumes of material that I would write to total strangers, like Wampa One. You're wrong. My movie is good. You know, right. fighting. And writing total fucking like page upon page of dissertation defending my work to absolute strangers. Right. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> now I'm just is, like, I'm sorry you didn't like it. I hope you like the next one. If it, not, it is a bit of an energy drain. Shit. Oh, it's so much and fucking because, work. And because what happens is you... Well, then I, like, I'd rather do Twitter. Like, I'd, rather, I'd rather interact with people who like what I do. It took me a long time to figure that out. Maybe because I was Catholic or something like that. But I always thought that the shit had to come along with the job. Right. Like, you got to take the shit. And the reason I thought that is because the people that wrote the shit would write that too. Like, this is the truth. you got to take the shit. If you're not listening to this, you're not listening to the truth. And you sit there going, okay, I guess i got to take the shit with the good. Then the older you get, you're like, wait a second. No, I don't. I yeah. could just block the fucking shit. Oh, it's such a great feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a great feature. And surround yourself with nice people. Absolutely. And that's the way, like, everyone's like, that's unrealistic. I'm like, bullshit. Like, in my neighborhood, I'm surrounded by nice people, that's too. That's what happened to Eddie Murphy. Now he just does, you know, Dr. Doolittle, too. Wait, he just surrounded himself with nice people. I'm not looking for yes men. I'm not, I don't want yes men. There's a difference. I just don't need somebody being like, you, you're a fucking fat cock. Hey, you're a fat cock. You know how big a it's fat cock you are? You're a fat cock and you suck at what you do. Like, I got, I got well, that for nearly honest, though, 20 you years. You are a fat cock. No, I that ain't you. No, yeah, no, no, no. I no, think no. we should really... That I'm glad you. you brought it up. No, no. I'm yeah. aware. I'm aware of it. This is I mean. the intervention part of the show. <laughs> Stop being a fat cock. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> Matt, every this week on Stop Being a Fat Cock on A&E. <laughs> every <laughs> time you're a fat cock... <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> 
I don't like that. I don't want to fucking hear I'm a fat cock anymore. I've heard it. Like, I get it. Guess what? I know you think I'm a fat cock. But those people... I'm going to go over here and use my time more wisely now. There's a whole generation of people that are that have become uh, desensitized because uh, staring at text on a computer is very... It's very depersonalizing. So they oh, yeah. don't... They, they don't really like no one would come up to your face never and say years. you you're a fat cock and so it's easy to do it on text and they're so dismissive but then you know you get caught like you get caught up in it and you want to respond and be like the sad thing but i'm nice it, to people the sad thing is at the end of the day it doesn't matter who's on the other end right it right. doesn't matter who's making the comments because it all comes down to as you said text their text your text mm-hmm. I know I'm a better writer than half of these fucking people, if not all of these people. Right. So at the end of the day, you just go crack your knuckles like, all right, I'm going to fucking decimate you. I'm going to decimate <laughs> you with fucking words. You want to see the full power of the force? Totally, man. You're like, die! <laughs> <laughs> Lightning come Lightning out of out your head. And then when you're all done and the fucking dust is settling, you've left a crater in the earth. That's when you're hit with like, she was 13, dude. <laughs> She's crying, says she's quitting the internet. Why why are you picking on her? You know, and then you're like, oh my God, I've become what I hate. I've looked into the abyss and it's fucking silent Bob. I walked through the forest of Dagobah. I saw Darth Vader's pussy. <laughs> it's, it's like being in that cave, cutting his head off, seeing big fat Vader pussy coming. <laughs> and Yoda's like, I told you. Warned you I did. <laughs> What's in there? Just what you bring with you. <laughs> and <I> Vader <laughs> pussy. <laughs> I picture it unfolding like uh, the Jetson car. Just the Vader <laughs> pussy. <laughs> um, uh, the Vader pussy. I thought they smelled bad from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, well played. That's what I've been doing back here, man, on this side of the <laughs> hey, wait, 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 Jonah. Since, since we're just pulling non-Vader-related lines, uh, why does Vader's pussy smell so bad? Hibernation sickness. <laughs> that was from Jedi. <sighs> Not as many people saw that. He was working on his for a while. He really did. He really yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. That's the difference. You know what I love two. about it, though? What I loved about that is that I got so excited about hibernation sickness that I think it made me push the joke like 10 yeah. degrees too far. <laughs> I should have I should have been removed from it a little bit and thrown it away. Uh, and then you should if I'm you, I would have been something like, "Let's get him in the back to tank." <laughs> <That's>, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! You know what happens is people say they love people say they know Star Wars, yes. and then you start going into deep cuts, and they're like, and then they're like, "What are you what doing? Is it? Did what you, is what's back to tank? They're just making up shit." I don't now. even know what that is. <laughs> that can't be canon. I'm like, no, that's canon. That was in the second one. <laughs> Luke, he's like, this. it was after Corvette summer after the car accident. And it's it's like, the one tank in the fucking movie. Why yeah. wouldn't they know? So there's well, like, wait, which tank? It's, it's <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the audience is cast into Vader's pussy, where they will be slowly digested over a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going with it. It's gonna keep going with it. Yeah. They should put a lie. There's like an enzyme in there that makes you live the whole thousand years too. Because I was always like, well, it's like thirty years tops. They should put an enzyme. <laughs> You're only gonna die. What, you mean the janitors of that I'm desert? Saying, yeah. oh, I better put those enzymes in the You're in the pit of sarlacc. You're gonna. The Lake Klaatu. Did you feed the enzymes to the oh, Sarlacc pit? Oh, I forgot. Before we get out of here? Because if it don't, it's going to take them at least 40,000 years. <laughs> I hear you. Hey, what's that little cares. droid doing? <laughs> Holy shit, something popped out of its head. Holy shit, who's the guy with one hand? Holy shit, look at that chick's metal bikini. Hey, she's shooting at the deck. That's the dude narrating. Never, never getting involved in the fight. 
Someone narrated. Holy shit! There's Lando Calrissian under that mask. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. It was just. It was just like basically their Cloverfield. It was just a, <laughs> a stormtrooper. Oh my god! A Star Wars Cloverfield mashup. Yeah. That's genius, Jones. What the fuck, man? What the fuck? He's like, we're just taping the retirement. He's leaving the skiff guards, man. <laughs> He's been in job and service for 15 years. Where are you going, man? I'm going to Hoth. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna get some skiing in. What's that noise over there? Holy shit! Good. There's a Star War happening! <laughs> Star War! <laughs> That's a mashup that needs to happen. I mean, because so many people... So many people just mash up existing footage, but if I were ever a crazy billionaire, I would just be like, we got to fucking shoot that. We have got to make that that's, happen. Yeah, that's yeah. the amount of money you need to do that? Yeah, I have to be a crazy billionaire. All right. <laughs> How much? <laughs> like, you should have $999 million. You're not going to do it? Nope, $1 billion. That's my, that's my final offer to the universe. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> if, you, if you want this to happen, universe, <laughs> I dare you to give me a billion dollars. That's how you got to order the universe around. <laughs> I don't even know if we need that much. Like, you've seen the... The Batman fucking fan films, yeah. yeah, like, and those dudes made it for like forty thousand bucks. Like they're up front about it, and that looks fucking good. Did so you see could... Marvel Zombies? Which I which thought was one? pretty good. What is it? These guys did a, a, a maybe it was at least one or two uh, just YouTube videos of Marvel Marvel Zombies, and so it was just all these z- zombified like Hulk and and Spider Man. They did it how on people effects? Yeah, yeah, they, they did effects on people with a video cool. camera. Yes. I'm just trying, okay, okay. Yeah. How many frames per second? No, they had a parrot chipping it into pieces of rock while complaining about its job. Oh. I see. I don't know. What was the aspect ratio? <laughs> it was 16 by 9. Um. Now, was there any color correction done or was everything pretty normal? Guys, I feel like I'm being interrogated. I don't know why. I didn't this make Marvel clip Zombies. doesn't really exist, does it, Chris? <laughs> I just wanted to seem cooler. Um. <laughs> it really does. It really does. You could, if, you just, if, you just, uh, if you just Google search Marvel Zombies, you'll. Uh, somebody's you'll, you'll done it. it. Yeah, somebody's done it. I didn't want to read the Marvel Zombies. I just, it just, it sounded dumb to me. It, well, it's a video, so you don't have to read no, it. No, but it's I mean, based, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, it's like you're reading. Second, back you know, if watching motion is like reading, then it's yeah, It's based I guess. off a comic book. Uh, did, they, did they make a Marvel, com- Marvel Zombies comic book? Yes. Yes. Yeah, off of those, off of those, those YouTube comic. videos. They saw your precious <laughs> YouTube videos. I see the tables have been turned. <laughs> <laughs> That's antidote for the poison you just drank, Dr. Jones. <laughs> that was another sequel that didn't pan out so well. <laughs> In movie or joke form. <laughs> <laughs> Even jokes about sequels don't fly. Uh, so what do you, uh, what, what's your, do you have a daily writing? Do you guys dig the water? I, I have to tell you. Uh, I, everyone keeps looking I at feel, it. I feel like I'm drinking Soylent White. <laughs> We call it Soylent Wet. <laughs> and Soylent Wet, ironically, is not made of people. It's made of unwanted pets. It's made of unwanted <laughs> pets! So with that, you'll get a fucking reaction out of that. If you're uh, like, Soylent Green is people, yeah. people are like, so what? People yeah. suck. Yeah. But if you're like, Soylent White is unwanted pets, people are like, you're kidding. And then, oh. and then, and then that Sarah McLaughlin song plays, and you just start crying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started, Matt. Don't fucking stop it, Kevin. I was watching the dogs. I was watching that with my girlfriend who was back there, and I started cracking up at it. <laughs> She's like, "What the asshole. fuck is wrong with yeah, you? What is wrong with Those you? Those pets are dying." 
I cry easily at anything. I turned on the TV. Uh, it was the end of Cutthroat Island, and <laughs> and there was just he was just like leave the treasure, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Why did they bother going? <laughs> it's everything. What a waste of time for everyone involved. Yeah. And then they get onto the top and they're about to jump off. And there's like the one guy at the fuck the face going, come on, jump. I was like, jump. <laughs> jump Why? into Davis. Why was that one of the first Blu-rays? <laughs> there are some movies that come out on Blu-ray where I'm like, baby geniuses, are you just mocking the technology now? <laughs> I, think that, I think that is basically like it's an emerging tech. Let's see if they'll buy anything. (laughs) (laughs) We've just created a whole new platform. Let's see if we can monetize it. We know how much you guys loved Cutthroat Island. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all the the meetings there, all the business meetings are always like, wouldn't it be funny if (laughs) put out this shitty movie? (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Do you have to deal with any of that stuff? In what, what? Ever buying Cutthroat Island? No way. Okay, good. (laughs) I don't care if it was one of the first. I waited for the second, which was Baby Geniuses. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was vivid in Blu-ray. Those kids looked even smarter in Blu-ray. <laughs> they really did. They were getting away with shit, too. I couldn't see you could the standard s- version. You could see their poorly articulating CG mouths oh, even better. Man. You gave us so clear you could see their Vader pussy. It was <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen Turner's Vader pussy. <laughs> That'd be a great name for a band. Okay. <laughs> Let's start it. Kathleen Turner's Vader pussy, who was awesome in Californication, by the way. She was on recently? She was on last season. Okay. Uh, I saw a couple episodes, and she, uh, she... I saw her on Broadway. I saw her play Mrs. Robinson. Oh, Broadway, really? And she was naked. How was yeah. she? It was pretty cool. When was this? Was it recently? This was about, I would say, within the last seven years, I think. It was when my kid was alive, and she was already of a kind of... We didn't bring my kid, because I heard she was going to be naked. Nice. Yeah. I don't think she was ready to see Kathleen Turner's pussy. I wasn't. <laughs> Did she... Like, you saw all of it? You did. You could see. I mean, she was naked on the stage. You saw everything. I, mean, I wasn't like up close where I was like counting the hairs, but <laughs> I could definitely tell she didn't have a dick. If that's your question, she had no is that what you do when you see a, a pussy? Count Did the you hairs. Go and count the hairs. I do. Yeah. yeah. All right. You pull out the little accountant's green. <laughs> I love it when they have the Hitler stash because it's going to be a quick count. Yes. Seventies <laughs> Bush drives me nuts, though. That's when I bring out my abacus. <laughs> <laughs> You really know how to turn a girl on with your abacus. <laughs> I'm like, lay back, honey. I'm going to count your pussy hair now. <laughs> this is going to be so hot. <laughs> like Kevin 4,212. <laughs> She's sleeping. She's <laughs> sleeping. I have a gift. I can count pussy hairs down to the single hair. I don't know. You gotta, you gotta go with what you. There's like three of us in the world, all right. It's not a specialized skill. I always thought that would be the worst. Madame Tussauds. That'd be the worst job. Not pussy hair, but regular hair. Because the eat, real hair. Yeah, that would be the best job. <laughs> you know what else is a shitty job? Working at Madame Tussauds. <laughs> is the concept of making a wax figure really Wait, that groundbreaking you're anymore? You're surrounded like, by yeah. stars. I don't understand. Why would that be? I just, I just feel like that in Victorian times, it was probably quite an accomplishment to, to see a wax figure, to craft a wax figure. Right. But now it's just like, plant. They just put them in a mold. My and favorite was that Life After People they did uh, when they turned that into a series. Oh, Life After People! <laughs> God damn, that show made and me they, so mad. They had Vegas, so they're like, in Madame Tussauds, Elvis's lip is a little down, and then uh. <laughs> poor CGI melting. The Elvis. very premise of that fucking show is flawed beyond measure. Chris, the fa- Chris, no, let don't. it go. 
let me worry finish. that people are dead and gone they, like, with no explanation. Yes, people. Not, no, no, not no. only are people just dead and gone, they have just vanished from the planet. Vaporized. They Vap- say up front, don't worry about how it happened. You have to worry about how it happened because the demise of man would 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 that would dictate what would happen for the next rest of time. Which they cover. The man has been demised. And <laughs> <laughs> that made me so mad. Life after people, the it, series. What would happen is people would be rotting, desiccating corpses and then, you know, there would be some sort of, like the cockroaches would feed on oh, all cover, of the detritus and then they would become the super smart species. In one of the episodes, they cover what happens to dead people. Like, so apparently all the living people vanished, but the corpses are still there. Oh, just the, the, the people who died. Don't oh, worry a, about how it happened. There's a grandfather clause. If you die before the mass vaporizing of mankind, you'd stay dead. That's, this... that's what it is in the Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I went to all-boys Catholic school. Did you? I, I did eight years of Catholic school. Nice. Yeah, I survived. I wore a uniform. You wore a uniform? We had strict dress codes, but we didn't have to wear specific I wore a uniform, uniforms. sweater vest. You yeah, did? I, I sweater always went vest. sweater vest instead of the polo shirt because of my man titties. All yeah, right. I, I, I had the same thing. I had a man titties problem, and yep. so I, would wear, I didn't want to wear the polo shirt. Yeah. Did you go to Catholic I had too? poor parents, so it didn't matter. I showed off my man yeah, titties. I would, I would have, <laughs> there, there was no hiding there them was, until there was, I was in my teens. There was a time, though, I did go to Catholic school for a bit, and there was a time where we, had, we all had to wear the polo shirts, and I devised a way to hold my backpack so I could just use my arms to cover my man boobs. Uh, it's really sad, I guess. You didn't invent that. that that's what? been around for hundreds of years. Oh, I said. <laughs> I like that that's only the hundreds of years bites. old. Well, that was when the backpack was, I don't know. <laughs> All the people are gone, Chris. Infuriating. <laughs> 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 uh, how? Where did they, how did they just vanish? I was, th- I was telling the story at work the other day about how when I was, uh, the Catholic guilt thing, I found a porno. When I was a kid, I found a porno. It, was my, it must have been my brother's porno. And I was so consumed with this weird Catholic guilt, I watched it, beat off to it, then smashed it with a hammer and threw it out the window. The video? I, the videotape. Okay. <laughs> Not my penis. All right. Just checking. Suddenly, the chick you came here with just feels a little uncomfortable. <laughs> oh. That he likes explain. to come with it, then no destroy way. it. He's like Deborah Winger in Black Widow. He mates, <laughs> and he kills. That would explain his first three dead girlfriends. I never thought to question it before. <laughs> I, I, I felt so guilty. I smashed the videotape up and threw it out the window into the beautiful snowy backyard. <laughs> so I went, mommy, my it mother. made me come, <laughs> <laughs> and I punished it. They're like, well, I guess that's kind of what we want. Yeah. <laughs> For him to be ashamed of and afraid of Sex. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's, exactly. that's that's something kids can't uh, they'll never experience these days. Like you'll never come across like a bag of porn next oh, to a dumpster. God. That's something that I, I talked to a bunch of guys growing up. Just like it's like yeah, I found like a backpack full of porn tapes. And it would be like like rare bird watchers. Everyone would go to that dumpster every so yeah, often yeah. to see if more porn had appeared. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, for a lot of my friends that was a drop off point. It's like you know it's like it's like oh, I'll watch them tonight, but they'll be in the same place tomorrow. <laughs> I want to start a website called Scrambled Porn, and it's basically, because I feel like a whole generation of dudes had to crank it to porn channels that their parents didn't subscribe yeah. to, I would, but just trying to like make out a shoulder or a... And then you're playing with the horizontal <laughs> like, and vertical hold to try to decipher the picture. And you're working it like an Etch-a-Sketch. Yeah. Yes. And every once in a while, you see what looks like a nipple. Oh, quick, quick. Oh, I lost it. Vertical hold, vertical hold. There's no, there's no orga- girls here, right? It's just dudes. Oh, lots of girls. Crap. There's no, or- there's no orgasm like a nostalgia orgasm, to be there honest. Really is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. The only orgasm that beats that is the one where you destroy whatever made you come <laughs> right afterwards because it's bad and wrong. Look what you made me do. Yeah. You well, filthy fucking tape. It's like, like Michael Shannon's character in Boardwalk Empire. I want? haven't seen it. Oh, it's a great show. Oh, yeah. Is it is a really fantastic show. I'm waiting for the box think, set, man. I tried I think to watch it. In retrospect, that. I think the porno was Emmanuel in Space. Oh, really? really? Yeah. yeah. That my first, I don't remember the title, but I remember, and this made gave me an impression of porn for many, many years. Kazoo theme music. The whole soundtrack was, what was like I remember kazoo? very specifically. Like, it was, I mean, does anybody ever do a proper rendition on kazoo? <laughs> like I've never heard somebody that now. Like this is Beethoven's Fifth. <laughs> Are you it's sure it insane. wasn't a comb with wax paper? No, this yeah. was hardcore kazoo, but it was. That's was the that the name? The, literally, it was. Uh, Kazoo unplugged, hardcore, <laughs> literally. And um, it, as they fucked, that was the score. So it made, to me, I mean, it explains my entire career. <laughs> Sex was to... silly from the jump. It was just like, <laughs> the moment you put your penis in something, it's like... I hear yakety sax. I hear yakety sax every I time I I love that you referred to it as the score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is how they scored this, this the score, porn. Man. But it was awesome. They had sex in a pool, too, and the dude came and came out and came in the pool. And it answered, like, so many questions you always had as a kid. Like, I wonder what it would look like if I came in a pool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally saw it. I really was like, oh, one porn is as old as time, Kevin. Oh, I answered those myself. <laughs> porn, I let porn do my living for me after that. <laughs> my first porn was a movie called Sex Roulette. <clears throat> and... Uh, Sounds terrifying. It, well, yeah. it gets weird. Ironically, no sex, but a lot of gaming. <laughs> yeah, a lot of gaming. Th- I, I thought 36 red meant you were you coming. Just, I didn't you understand. You just stick your dick in one of six holes. <laughs> That's right. And you might... Uh... If you get sucked, you win. <laughs> <laughs> that old parable. <laughs> this sex roulette was, was interesting because... And, and I feel thankful in retrospect that this was the, my, my introduction to pornography. Um, there was a black mm, little person, midget, uh, slider. Let's call them sliders. Um, we call them dildos where I'm from. Oh, okay, okay. But it literally, literally was, a, it was a little person, a black little person. Oh, this is a living, breathing Yeah, a living, breathing person, oh. not a dildo, yeah. And uh, he was a living, breathing, uh, but he had a, he had a, a, a regular-sized penis. Sure. Uh, and he would fuck women on his kitchen table by standing on phone books. <laughs> And he and the other thing I remember there's still about a it, use for phone books. Yes, <laughs> finally. Uh, and he wore a derby. Those are the two things I remember. <laughs> it was a black little person wearing a derby, standing on phone books, fucking '80s looking women. In the '80s, sure. it was so you couldn't, you couldn't. They could never order pizza in that house. <laughs> never, <laughs> because he's never. always standing on the phone books, fucking. And Come shit. on, yeah. we want to order. We some don't pizza. know the number. Yeah. We have to flip Sorry. to B. Call four one one. It costs too much money. Four one one is ten dollars. <laughs> Remember when 411 was a thing, guys? Yeah. Isn't it still? Phone booths? Credits. I, uh, I have, even, in, even with an iPhone, I have occasionally dialed 411. Why? Really? Pure laziness, Jonah. You can Google 411. You can Chris, text. That, seem, that seems like more work than, than if you just looked it up on your... Myra, are you going to get the Verizon iPhone? No. I'm not either. I thought I was going to. I was so excited. Are you an iPhone person? I am. I, was, I thought about this, though, this morning. I think everyone's going to jump, so I'm going to stay. Yeah. A, a lot of people... <laughs> A lot of people. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, cannot yeah, yeah. wait to jump to Verizon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm leaving too with the rest <laughs> of those rats. It's gonna be so cool over on Verizon. <laughs> Verizon. <laughs> 
they're, they're sell net, it. They're, sell they're, it. Their cell network's all strong and stuff, but uh, the CDMA <laughs> technology that they run, you can't do voice and data simultaneously, and you can't use the phone internationally. And that, to me, seems like, well, and it's more expensive. Well, well, I've never been. Like, and I need an international line because I'm James Bond. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How many people do you call internationally? Well, if, it, if I needed to, I couldn't. Uh, on this phone. What if I want to call a Kremlin? Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. If I wanted to go to the Kremlin and then call home, I couldn't do it on that phone. <laughs> I would need the GSM uh, AT&T iPhone. So it just seems like there's pros and cons on both well, sides. Well, let's talk more about the pros so that people might do that. <laughs> Verizon iPhone will be awesome. Any, do, you guys, do you guys have iPhones here? In there? Are you going to jump to Verizon? Oh, you should. Oh, you should. Are you all doing the same thing we're doing? <laughs> no, that's gonna be funny. Of like the Verizon iPhone launch, and they sell a phone, and they're like, because everyone's thinking, and everyone else is gonna jump. Like, this sounds like that moment when everybody's like, "All right, there's three minutes before the end of the game. Let's go to the parking lot. We'll be the first one, <laughs> <laughs> and we're all gonna get jammed in the fucking parking lot. Nobody's gonna see the end of the game." It looks like the Palm Store look the day the iPhone launched at the Grove. Oh. <laughs> Those guys. It was sad. I oh, walked there, by it. Is it still there, the Palm Store? No. <laughs> no. It wasn't a store. It was a kiosk. No, right? it was a store. There was a little store. It it's was where the away. Uggs boot store is now. Oh, they got one of those? Yeah, with two security guards. It's the smallest store in the world. Well, probably not, guys. It's pretty small, <laughs> though. <laughs> you don't it's not the smallest part. Anyway, they, let's they, they think have about two it. security guards in the Uggs store? There are two security guards, like bouncer-type dudes. <laughs> you been case in this place? I walk by yeah. it from time <laughs> to time. Like, I'm in the market to steal me some furry fucking boots. I, want <laughs> <laughs> I ain't paying for that shit. Fuck them. I'm going to fuck those boots, and then I'm going to destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like Tom Brady. He wears Uggs. <laughs> he does. That sounds like a sports reference. <laughs> Tom Brady, is he, a, is he a sports gentleman that gets a lot of points? He does. He likes to uh, he shoot for things. things. Does, he get, does he get all the points allotted to make it to the big game at the end of the uh, allotted time where all the other games happen with all the colors and your favorite color scheme gets the big trophy? Yep. The blue and the... <laughs> he runs down the playing arena. <laughs> this is exactly... They're not kidding. This is what it's like with them. The Nye Mets. They're my favorite squadron. Nimitz. No. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Apu tried really, to pretend really to be American. I'll the... say something excitedly to Jonah about yeah. sports. He'll go, what is that, a sports reference? Yeah. <laughs> oh, are they the blue and whites? Oh, I hope they have a good season. <laughs> do you watch, I know, obviously you like hockey. Yes, that, that's it, though. I can't do anything beyond that. At that point, I, too, become like, what did you say? What is that? That's yeah. not, are you talking about the bullies? <laughs> <laughs> to like the athletes They're I'm like hippie. yeah that's what you call them yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I knew a lot of athletes yeah. it's cool Ath- athletes and cops they were all fucking assholes in high school <laughs> did you uh, did you did you get did you get picked on in high school not really no. I was I was Ferris without the coke Nice. But I think everybody, everyone who's a nerd says they were Ferris. That's just a quick, uh, like, shorthand. Like, that's to say I didn't get beat up. Like, I, I was, was able to like my shit. Who were you? I was Simone. <laughs> <laughs> you were so helpful and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely no problem whatsoever. <laughs> I, uh, I think Mia Sarah lives close. To, I, I, I've seen her at the grocery store. Really? Yeah. And, uh, and when you see her, do you see Ferris Bueller or do you see Legend? <laughs> oh, that'd be tough for me. I might see Legend because she had those flattest titties you've ever seen in your life. Like I remember when I saw Legend when I was a kid, I was like, "My tits are bigger than the heroines." <laughs> Tom Cruise should try to save me. <laughs> and then I started sucking my own boob at the screen, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Is your love strong enough?" 
We're still talking about Mia Sarah, right? I think. <laughs> and then it goes into I lost yeah. track. That's then awesome. I came and then I broke the television. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Mia Sarah? This is what happens when I come because of you. This is what happens. You made the dirty come out. <laughs> Tim Curry is Jesus a wants that to stay inside. <laughs> That's my soul. My soul. I, and I was trying to shove the cum back into my dick. <laughs> I've got a funnel. <laughs> Scooping it all up. My parents coming home. Oh! <laughs> uh, Mom, could you pick up an eyedropper when you go to the store today? They're like, why can't this kid just jerk off? <laughs> why is it such a show? <laughs> It's his soul all the time. It's got tissues full of his soul. It's oh, a whole to do when he jerks it. You know? <laughs> it's a Catholic guilt thing. It's all Catholic Terrible. stuff. It's yeah. all Catholic stuff that just I think so. fucks with your head in such a weird way where you can't. I, I think. Do you I, believe I, in any of it anymore? Do you believe there's a heaven and a hell? N- not really. I mean, I, I and and I feel weirdly okay with the fact that if you know if we die and nothing happens, like if we just are unaware at that point, we have the same awareness state that we had previously. I'm, what if it's a painful awareness to state? Like everyone goes like you just die and you just don't even know it. What if it's you hyper know it? Because it's, <laughs> it's like when you die, the wailing dead's all around you, going, "You're dead, motherfucker." Like, yeah, you're never gonna be alive again. You guys keep focusing on it. Let's have some positivity around. Oh, no, and you're dead. Was it you, Chris, that was telling me that the Freemasons, when you get to level 33, they kill you just long enough to be able to revive you so there are no more secrets? No, I didn't tell you that awesome <laughs> thing. Who told me that? I think that's the end of martyrs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the Freemasons at all. Really, yeah, yeah. You get to level 33 and they kill you for a couple seconds. We could ask someone who might know that. Uh, if only there were Freemasons afoot. Yeah. Askafreemason.com. Oh, my God. What a great podcast that would be. Ask a Freemason. <laughs> yeah. They got to put that in the smile. They don't know what the road. internet is. Have you seen them? <laughs> They're all old. I guess they are. Depressing. They, oh, they sure love compasses, though. Those guys. Do they wear hats at circuses? Or they no? will. No, those are the Shriners. The Freemasons. <laughs> they have Freemasons have hats, though. That they wait. Isn't the which one? Shriners? Kevin. The Freemasons buried a vast treasure under the country and put clues on money. I was so pissed when I saw National Treasure and the line "This dollar bill is trying to tell me something" wasn't in the movie. It was in the fucking trailer. Oh, and when you watched I think the movie, we it be. wasn't there because you were waiting for it. You're yeah, like, hold on, like, here it comes. When here it comes. this happens. Yeah. It's gonna be hilarious. And when the credits rolled, did you, did you just your singular voice no, go? No, I waited. Bullshit! I was raped by national treasure. <laughs> We've all been raped. Yeah, then my money's talking to me. It says it wants to come fucking back into my pocket because you raped me, <laughs> national treasure. What is the dollar bill trying to tell me? <laughs> Can we just talk about the the hundred dollar bill and what a dumb form of currency it is? Go now. Someone gave when I went to when I was in Vegas for CES. If you get money out of the ATM there, it comes out in hundred dollar bills. Yeah. And anywhere else but Vegas, they're almost impossible to break. No one wants to take them. Right. Even Franklin's face on the bill has this look on it, like, "Oh, why do you have this?" Like, it, they're so. Yeah. His I've, face I, says more like, "I'm a collector's item." You realize <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. Really? Put me in a bag and board and hang me on a wall. Common <laughs> misconception: I wasn't even a president. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. He was, a Freemason. he was a Freemason. Wait, it? I hope that's not a misconception. People don't think Franklin was a president. Do I they? feel like some people do. Who <laughs> thinks that? People who are like, presidents are on money. Not all of them. Sacagawea. <laughs> you know those people, those the ones people. who are always walking yeah, around. around. Hey, presidents are on money. Uh, the government is hiding aliens. I just want a large Coke. Yeah. <laughs> then they make me come and I kill them. <laughs> Jesus. 
Break anything? You didn't just no, see, you didn't jerk remember, off before. Remember this. you fucked the table? Now I did. he's trying to hurt things you come in. <laughs> Shit! I gotta call my girlfriend. You're not safe! You're not safe! It's like single white female, man. <laughs> You're gonna wake up to a blowjob. He's like, it's not her. <laughs> Snap. Oh my god. That dude, if I'm that dude, I ain't opening my eyes. It doesn't matter. I'm yeah. like, it's definitely Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is there anything? Is there anything? Well, I mean, it's I, you know, I, I'm hesitant to ask you stuff like, oh, I didn't even set the timer. I'm hesitant to ask you what stuff you're working on because you have your own podcast and you probably talk this about your podcast. But, but what are you uh, working on? That you're, are you working on something you're excited about right now? Just uh, Smodcast Network. We continue to build and always put on. New, there's a new show every day now there. Um, we got seven-day-a-week programming. Wow. Some days we got two shows, and then we've got five other shows or six other shows that we don't have a regular daily slot for, but we still kind of have. So there's a lot. I mean, that takes up a lot of time and shit. That's a, I'm on... I'd say five of them, maybe six. And so that means everyone that I'm on, I've got to not only record but cut myself because I don't want to, like, I cut them. I can't let them go out all unadulterated and shit. Like this, I would take this episode, take out 20 minutes. And it would just, and, yeah, and it would, but not it would me. be. I'll stick on an intro and an ending and upload it to No, it would be amazing. It would be like a fucking comedy atomic bomb. It would just be so powerful and decimate everyone. In the, in, <laughs> just keep getting it down to, I love getting, it's, it's, it's been such a, pleasure to hone editing skills because i edit on the flicks as well and editing all the podcasts for the last well uh you know i mean i guess three years with smodcast but for the last year hardcore with all the rest of them on the network makes you sharper man mm -hmm. like you it's it's weird like you won't settle for a bunch of laughs even if you've got a bunch of people laughing if it's not as strong as like the next one coming oof, off it goes and stuff so i like to shape them into like Really hardcore, tight, fucking comedic, uh, like 52-minute episodes of shit. So I spent a lot of time doing that. And then we made this movie, Red State, in the process, and that's going to Sundance and stuff. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, thank you. That's weird. That's the movie stuff. But I don't really like the... To me, it's the podcast now. Like, I'm almost done making the flicks. I got one more flick left to make, and then I'm, I'm just... I think I've done it enough. I'm happy. I'm content. Like, it's time to push back from the table. But the podcast thing is that's where I would much rather be. That's what I'm going to continue to develop, I think. What do you think the future of podcasting is going to be? Do you think it's going to tip at all ever? Because as, as, you know, as much as I feel like, oh, yeah, people know what podcasts are, I, I still think, like, my dad doesn't know what the fuck a podcast is. Do you, mean, do you, think, do you think it's going to tip and become part of the national vernacular podcast? I don't know, but I don't think it matters. I think what we're learning in the 21st century is that uh, the old model doesn't, uh, there's a different way to go about it. It used to be a punishment reward system we all worked under. Like, do a good job or else you'll get fired, right. you know, which is just basically an extension of your childhood, which is like, do this right or you will fail or you might get smacked or some such mm -hmm. shit. And so now I think we're, we're a little more mature as a species and, and, and maybe a little more enlightened and we can kind of take our own futures into our own hands. That's why you see a lot of places uh, kind of enacting different business policy, which is like, uh, you have till here to get all your work done. However you do it is up to you. We don't give a fuck, but this is what you have to do to accomplish it in the space. And most people left to their own devices will rise rather than just kind of fucking fall. The thought process has always been, oh, people don't give a shit. If they're not mm -hmm. being watched, they'll just sit around. The whole post office is run that way or something like that. But they find now that like most people left to their own devices, if you're like, go ahead, let me see what you can do. People are like, all right, I'll fucking do that. And that's kind of like where I am right now. I'm in this place where I'm like, I just like to see what we can do and the podcasts make that possible. As for whether or not it goes, you know, to everybody, it doesn't matter. It, we're all figuring out how to live off our own audience. Mm -hmm. That's what seems to be going on in the last 10 years. The smart money isn't playing the game the old way. The smart money's figuring out, oh shit, 
I, I have enough people who are interested in my shit. I could live off this. Mm-hmm. And the contract between me and them is they just want me to keep doing what I do, and I'll just keep doing that you know, and, and clear everything else to It do really that. is the most basic form of entertainment consumption. It's, it's not even new. It's indie rock. They've been doing it for years. It's punk rock. It's, it's just taking that ethos and putting it to work in, in spoken word to some degree. And what is punk spoken word to some degree, if not punk rock, a form of punk rock, a, a form of expression where you kind of embrace it, making your own and change. I agree. It. I agree with what you say about, uh, I mean, I, I've probably said this on the podcast a million times. I, I forget everything I've ever said. But, I, but when, you try to, when you try to talk to everyone, you, don't, you talk to no one. Exactly. So, and, and this just the sort of the, the, the culture that we're in now allows us to be as niche as we want to be. Like, you could do a Freemason podcast, and there would be probably a thousand people who would listen to it. If yeah. not more, and yeah. you and you could you could live off, and that. you can grow it too. I mean, and this is the kind of culture where people like the weird, they like the different. Everything uh, we're we're fed so much fucking banal sameness. We live when, in the world of little orphan gaper. Yes, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like you can't fucking go anywhere else. No studio is going to give you Vader pussy. No, <laughs> but like four dudes sitting in a room in California for an hour or more chatting, come up with Vader pussy, and that lives for people. Forever, from the moment this goes on, that's going to be like vernacular in somebody's fucking life. Like you think about it's when be I was a, meme. a kid, we're yeah. going to get pictures emailed, no Vader shit. pussy emails, totally. yeah. <laughs> and then and then Akbar's head, it's a trap. Like underneath, uh, yeah. it's going to like <laughs> can get it. It's going to it's a meme. You were working on that whole show. <laughs> I just <laughs> thought of it. I you just thought of it. No, so I really just thought I of it. I must have the best Star Wars I ending. Literally just that thought was of brilliant, it. dude. I was watching an artist at work. But I don't know. It, to me, it's an exciting time because you can. It is about niche. Like, you can. Think about, like, uh, back in the day, there were, like, you. I would spin comedy records. I love comedy records. Oh I love to listen to uh, Bill Cosby. A lot mm-hmm. of people were like, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby was a fucking genius. Bill Cosby himself influenced so many or, comedians. Or my favorite, like, uh, to Russell, my brother, with whom I slept, mm-hmm. which is the whole side of one album, one long bit about him and his brother trying to go to sleep. It, there's not a single curse in it. It's brilliant. You could sit there and listen to it. It still fucking holds up today. Even all the wackiness Bill Cosby's gone through in his personal life and, and whatnot, and he seems to not like white people at all. Doesn't matter. That album still works I'm me. not that fond of him myself, quite frankly. Bill Cosby, yeah, yeah. No, no, white people. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck those pasty fuckers in the face, I yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, And you gotta watch them. Uh, yeah, what have yeah. they done? But he's, uh, but I used to listen to those. I listened to George Carlin, of course, um, Red Fox, those party albums and shit. And I would listen to them over and over and over again and whatnot. That's what people do with our shit now. We are the modern version of a comedy album. And we do it. I mean, I don't know about you guys. We do it every week. Yeah, I'm we sure do, you guys yeah. do it every week. Well, I think we're, we might move to twice a week. Uh, and like rather than and maybe like we have a guest on one episode and the other episode might just be us fucking around just to see if anyone gives a shit. Right, right, Just because right. it's, you know, we can and it's fun. But that's, I mean, think about like if somebody, I don't know how you guys, how much you dig it, but if somebody was like, you could do this every day, and that's your job from now until you're sick of it. You would fucking you'd be like, yeah, yes, yes, please. Absolutely. Wait, with these guys every day? Yes. No. <laughs> I'm going back to the arc light. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back to the arc light. At the arc light, I can tell people what my favorite movie is. I can it was memorize down. some Cheeto monologues. <laughs> there are no Cheeto monologues on this podcast. <laughs> Maybe you should do a podcast with Don Cheadle, Jonah. <laughs> Maybe I will, Chris. <laughs> Cut to Cheadle cast. <laughs> and it's but a picture of me. Yeah. <laughs> for the, uh, you for would the, call it Cheetah. Yeah, yeah. Jonah and Cheadle. Cheetah. We can okay. record it at Cheetahs? Not, yeah. 
Not the not the best uh, example no, of no, the portmanteau no, no, no. I've ever heard in my life. Don't worry about how the people vanished. No, <laughs> yo, you sent me into another anger cul-de-sac. Um, <laughs> why would anyone ever move it's to that cul-de-sac? Safe there. It's <laughs> safe. It's, it's worse safe. than the Burbs cul-de-sac. <laughs> it's safe. The movie The Burbs? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I love. Did you, were you a Steve Martin fan at all? I was just a little taken aback because my father was killed on a, a cul-de-sac like that. Oh. Not at all. <laughs> That's where we should just end the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Credits. I'll just let it be a silence and then now leaving Nerdist.com. Yeah. It was weird. That he, guy's really Kevin, emotional. Kevin, if he didn't yeah. make me come, I wouldn't have had to kill him. <laughs> I knew my father's Vader pussy would get him in trouble one day. <laughs> I said, don't show that thing, Dad. One day the wrong guy's going to fuck it. <laughs> One of those angry people. It will consume you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... I <laughs> Go. It's I just... too late for me. <laughs> I'm all fucked out. <laughs> Vader pussy. Just give me a little yub-dub. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that, was, that was a stretch. <laughs> I would have rather seen Vader Pussy than Attack of the Clones, quite frankly. Uh. <laughs> Vader Pussy, eat you to it out. Eat you to it out. That's a high five. Uh, it wasn't nearly as good as yours, but thank you no, for no, no, no. Eat courtesy laugh. So good. Oh. I mean, look, we could keep talking about comedy albums, but I feel like... Uh, we, we didn't talk about it that much. Let's keep talking about okay. Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> Let's say you're Bib Fortuna. Okay. Don't you have those things cut off? I think you have to. Yeah, you have to. Because otherwise everyone's like, what happened, buddy? It's like that thing on Aaron Neville. Like, come on, you're rich. Get rid of it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> come on, man. You made enough money. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Look I don't want it to affect my voice. <laughs> they take it off. He's like, I cannot sing any longer. <laughs> that shit was like Samson. Yeah. Samson. <laughs> Samson's mole. Put it back on. Okay. It's That's Freddie Mercury's night. excuse for never getting his teeth fixed. He didn't want it to mess Freddie up Mercury? his voice. Yeah. yeah. He might not have been wrong, though, to change the... I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. He said he didn't want to get his teeth fixed. Why? Because it would might change his voice. Change the vocal quality. That he, Yeah, his vocal quality. What about blowjobs? <laughs> <laughs> That's that what the mustache at? was for. <laughs> that sounds like the official reason on paper. Like, he didn't want to affect his voice, but really, it's just yeah. like, it's really problematic <laughs> for giving a blowjob. <laughs> They have to wire your jaw shut. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's six months of You're no giving blowjobs through a straw for six months. <laughs> <laughs> and then whatever comes, you got to kill. So. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, I think uh, we're, we, we went past an hour. Uh, we actually did about an hour and a half, which is not bad. Um, I want to thank you, Kevin Smith. Thanks for having me. And I First told you backstage, and I'll say it again, and say it in front of these people, embarrass you to do it and shame you in front of people. Yes. Uh, the place is yours. You guys could come do, if you want to do a second show a week, do it here with a live audience and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. That sounds like so much yeah. fun. I would love to. I mean, I, I have... Do it weekly, do it monthly, your choice, but keep coming back. I really appreciate like that. the alcoholics, keep coming back. It works. <laughs> back. It works if you work it. See? See how And it you're works? worth it, so work it. <laughs> But it, but but this this was another example of 
I mean, as much as I hear like non-Twitter users kind of shit on Twitter, we're like, oh, all that, all the stuff on there is so it, it doesn't mean anything, and it's it's superfluous, and and I and I sort of feel like, hey, you know what? I reached out to you on Twitter. You reached out back. Here we are. It the social networking aspect literally worked the way it's supposed to. Is that what they're really saying? It's superfluous and shit like that. People do. They might have a point. I hadn't thought about it before. <laughs> really no, no, no. Keep me, doing man. it. No, it's a good thing. Yeah, right. yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah. It's we good. did meet through that. That was kind of, yeah, it panned out, turned into this. That's cool. It was nice. I, I, did, I did meet you one other time on Twitter, and I don't know if you remember, but you <laughs> met him on Twitter <laughs> one other time. So, hey, that's how it works in the digital age. Were Matt. you Chris or were you some chick that I was like, hey, you want to see Silent Bob's you, dick? Yeah, you fucked <laughs> you fuck my mouth on the internet. Yeah, you fucked my mouth. <laughs> and afterwards, you're like, I'll see you on the show. <laughs> Heart nerdist. Oh, see you on the show. No, you, you said you, you told some story. Uh, you said you had some weird thing with Jenny McCarthy, and I used to host the show with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I. Half a clap. That's what that deserved. <laughs> wait, wait, by wait, the way. What was That's what, what that deserved. I think deserved. that was just something falling down. Or Jenny McCarthy? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, but not really. Was though. she was she okay to you? Did she deal with you well? Yeah, I, she I, was. I, she was always really. I mean, I was. She was. We always had a really nice uh, friendship. I barely know her. I, st- I still don't fucking know her to this day. But I'll tell you my Jenny McCarthy story. It's weird. You didn't try to give her a vaccination, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was, I was like, look, all kids need this. <laughs> <laughs> now, my kid's autistic and cured. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. She a little bit of a stretch. She did, yeah. Might she edit that, that out. She said that. Might edit that out. Might edit it out. <laughs> he, he just I forgot you still fun. have social situations. You might have to <laughs> I might edit that out. Um, wacky politics aside, she was, uh, excuse me, she was, uh, came in for audition on Mallrats. And um, I, I need to know what role, Kevin. I don't even know what role. Just it, well, I, I, it, they, Girls came in for a general, guys came in for a general, so it wasn't even deep in the process. Yeah. Uh, she comes into the room. Uh, a lot more people came to the audition that day. There were a few more cats from Universal side and, and whatnot. And at one point, I was like, who are these people? Why are they here? And they're like, because uh, Jenny McCarthy's coming in. And I said, who's that? And they're like, Jenny McCarthy was in Playboy. And I was like, oh, okay. So I figured they were all there because they're like, she might just accidentally take her clothes off again. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, like, oh, my boob fell out and I'm oh. sucking it in front of you. Oh, my turnoffs are mean people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does this remind you of legend? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my head. And I love Lawrence of Alabia. <laughs> um, so, uh, so she came in and, uh, and, and uh, did her audition you know, whatever. It didn't register that much. I mean, it was fine. It wasn't bad. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't what I was looking for. And she left. I had very little interaction with her except to be like, you want to do that a second time? Generally, when people do it, you let them do it twice. She left the room. That was it. Never fucking thought about it, ever. Years later, some dude from Details Magazine calls me up. He goes, we're doing a story on Jenny McCarthy, and uh, she said that the single worst uh, audition experience for a professional career was on Mallrats. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah. She said uh, that when she got there, there were all these people in the room, and they weren't there to see her act and shit like that. All dudes. She was so uncomfortable. And she said when she left the room, that we didn't even wait till the door closed before we started laughing. Now, patently untrue. I was in that fucking room, and mm-hmm. I'm not that guy. I grew up fat, so I'm extra sensitive to mm-hmm. everyone's fucking feelings and shit. I would never do that you know it's like somebody i don't know who she was i had no fucking agenda whatsoever but i don't care if she was like hitler's daughter 
in that room, she's going to get a modicum of respect, maybe a lecture about, like, your dad should really stop. Yeah, I mean, seriously. <laughs> you know, maybe that I'd go a little bit off the page. Let's start with Poland right before and then she move left. it back But I, from other there. than that, I'd make her as comfortable as possible. Right. Yeah. So same thing. I don't care who it is. I, that never happened. But in that moment when that dude was telling me that, I was just like, what a bitch, man. Like, that is a fabricated fucking story. Maybe that's what she felt in their head or whatever. But I was like, uh, okay, I have a statement. This is patently untrue. Nothing about this is true. We waited till she was way out in the parking lot before <laughs> we started laughing at her dumb, non-acting ass, you know? So I took that approach with He's like, can I write that? I was like, please do, you know? And then he wrote it. And then from then on, all I ever heard was, she hates your guts. Mortal enemies. You yeah, and I was just like, I didn't know who this fucking broad was well now maybe it was a case where someone just wrote mall rats auditions and put it on a room yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it had nothing to do with the broad totally. you can do that by the way you can just hold auditions if you want to see who comes in maybe she's mad she's like blew three people and she's like I hated the mall rats <laughs> audition terrible the audition was salty <laughs> one dude had asparagus <laughs> it does affect the taste apparently I'm glad we're on that topic yeah uh, but uh, yeah, that that is a weird story. I, I don't it's know. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, whatever. I, my fucking life doesn't cross over hers one iota, so it didn't matter. Every once in a while, somebody goes, "Jimmy, Jim McCarthy's still mad at you." I'm like, "All right, good to know." Thanks. Well, it's interesting, Kevin, because she's here tonight. Hey! 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 Hollywood hug. <laughs> <laughs> and then she leaves, and everyone starts laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey, man, wait till she's Come out on. the parking lot." She's still slowly. Even walking if she through. was Hitler's daughter, you're not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> this week on TMZ, Jenny McCarthy is Hitler's daughter. What? In Santa Baby 2, Hitler's daughter. <laughs> Santa Baby 2. <laughs> you have a little bit of hair on your lip. No, get away! But it's I... easier to count. <laughs> oh, good callback. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Good callback. Well, I think that I think I think we're good. You guys, did you guys have an okay time tonight? You an okay time? I know it's pandering to ask that question, but I do want to make sure. I feel like I have to manage everyone's feelings because I, think I grew up had Catholic. As much fun as they could have without booze. That's very true. Thank you so much for coming out, Please, you guys. Thank you so Jonah, much. Matt, uh, Kevin Smith. It was thank a pleasure. You. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thanks, we absolutely will come back. Fun. Thanks. Listen to Smodcast. Any of the Smodcast properties here from Smodcastle in Los Angeles. I'm Chris Hardwick. Enjoy your burrito. It's a thing now, Jonah. <laughs> is, there, is this curtain going to close? Is a guy going to no. come and just kind of pull it slowly nope. as we all... Da -da 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 -da. We we'll should just make this as awkward as... <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura, no murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us in Pura. I promised to keep you safe. I killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pure. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app 
wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now, ad-free, on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus. <laughs>